Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, tonight, D-Generation X proudly brings to you the greatest show on earth. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. Joe Black, Chris Mindell, the Sons of Slam podcast. just want life beyond the Thunderdome. I want it beyond the Thunderdome now. It is over. Our last pay-per-view of the Thunderdome has come and gone. Hell in a Cell is in the books. And before we turned our microphones on, <laughs> I said I wanted to play the song because it's the only Thunderdome song I know. And Joe's like, I only know one Tina Turner song. And that was Proud Mary. I was like, how is that possible? You don't know this song? You don't know? It's the song it, that everybody knows is Proud Mary. It's Proud Mary. It's fine. I don't think people know the name that it's Proud Mary, though. Right, well, yeah, it's Proud Mary. People just think it's called Rolling on a River. <laughs> and then I was like, you don't know Simply the Best? I mean, come on. Let's see if I can... Yeah, right? So you know two songs. And then I turn on... I put this on. He's like, I know this song too. All right, so, <laughs> so now we've gone from one to three in your Tina Turner library. I'm not a huge Tina Turner fan. Sorry. I'm, I'm, that's not what I've heard. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Sons of Slam, here we go. Let's do this. Sons of Slam show on Twitter, Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts. My name is Chris Mindell, along with Tina Turner fan number one, the Reaper, Mr. Joe Black. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. I'm yeah. doing well. It was a good week. <laughs> it was oh, it was a good week, huh? Yeah, really. The week just flew by. To me, that's a good week. That's a good week. How's how's the job going? Pretty good. Good. Pretty good. One of the, the uh, one of the residents just left for Greece for the next two three months. He'll be back on Labor Day. Do you so get to like good. go inside the apartment and be like, listen? No, I'm gonna no no. Can't like lounge. Nope. I wish, but, but it's like no. one less person you have to worry about now. Yes. Got yes, and he also owns three floors, but that's a different. Wow. Jeez. Okay. All right. So your your Christmas bonus is coming from him, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you. Yep. I got a summer bonus too, but this, oh. let's just keep it moving. Oh. Keep, keep it moving. Keep it moving. <laughs> Drinks are on you. So keep it moving. Um, water <laughs> and water. Uh, let's talk wrestling. Um, we had a pay per view this past weekend. Uh, Sunday we had uh, Hell in a Cell book ending. Both uh, the Hell in a Cell on both Raw and SmackDown. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, we had a Friday night dynamite, which was the last one. Thankfully, which is going to Saturday now, which is probably going to be even worse for me. It's it's so hard for me to watch, <laughs> especially I don't get to watch SmackDown uh, live really anymore. I get to watch it in replay, but like just the idea of getting home and now, but I get home at eleven o'clock and there's another hour of dynamite, which is great. <laughs> yeah, so it's beautiful. There's that, but it's it's just it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot of wrestling. I figured out a system where I could, uh, especially for dynamite on Friday nights, I've been able to. As soon as I leave work at 10, mm. this is right when Dynamite starts. So I flip that bitch on on my phone. Okay. And then I just, I, I like lean it against, it's against one of the air vents. So my phone gets really cold. Mm. But I just lean it there and I just casually drive home nice and slow. Actually, not slow, but you know, I just so a, little more, a little more cautious because I'm watching, watching TV while driving. <laughs> you know, if I had both eyes on the road, I'd be able to, you know, zig, 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 and then keep going. But. The dangerous driving styles of Joe Black is, yeah. is his and his alone. We do not or, uh, condone or suggest that you drive while watching TV. Anyway. Um, Learned it from my dad. Keep going. <laughs> what am I watching you? <laughs> we uh, have uh, some pay-per-views to talk about and everything else during the week. But first, let's talk about outside the ring stuff. You have, uh, do you have anything before we get inside? I have one thing, and, and that was slow news week. MJF. Yes. Has released his own cryptocurrency. Okay. It is. I heard. I've read. It's going very high. <laughs> like it started low. Okay. It increasingly got higher and higher. Uh, I saw that Max Caster had bought into it, so that's pretty good. <laughs> okay. But this is. I don't get. I don't get it. Like Bitcoin, Dogecoin. I get those mm. ones, but this is you investing in a crypto that is you created. That is a person. <laughs> You're investing in a person. You're investing in a person. Right. All right. I mean, I get that, but then you can't. You can't put out an IPO. <laughs> like it's your, your crypto. Right. Where am I going to be able to pay with MJF bucks? There will eventually be a country at some point. Like MJF will own his own country. Well, yeah, <laughs> island or country. I'm trying to remember the the country. I believe it's in South America that just. Like the first one to accept uh, uh, cryptocurrency as form of payment, a big one or a small yeah, one? Yeah, I, I gotta take a look. Brazil, that's what I'm gonna say. Probably not because the uh, economy's pretty shit down there. Uh, <laughs> okay. But yeah, MJF has released his own cryptocurrency. I believe it's trading at uh, 200. El Salvador. El Salvador. That's not South America, my that's friend. That South is America. Central America. Yeah. So that is go. North America, actually. No, it's not. Yes, it is. You want to let's go now. <laughs> it's not South America, but Central America is considered North America. There's mm. knowledge. Yes, it is. Da, 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 da. Okay, okay. That, that is 100% fact. <laughs> That's stupid. 100% fact. The That's more you stupid. know. There, yeah, there is no continent named Central America. Right. But if you Which look at North of, America, it is. It is. If you part. look at North America, uh -huh. it is Canada. United States and, and Mexico. Mexico and Central America is considered part of that's North America. Bullshit. Um, I don't believe, that's I don't bullshit. believe that. That's bullshit. Look it up We're and, just and then tacking can... on more fucking countries to our shit. <laughs> God damn it! It's always been that way. It's not like it's a new uh, a new development. El Salvador uh, has become the first sovereign nation to adopt Bitcoin as legal tender. That's where I was going with that. So listen, all that to say is maybe uh, maybe uh, MGF could find a country a small central american country that can uh, accept his what, what's, it, what's it even called mjf it's just called mjf yeah it's you know like the ticker name is dollar sign mjf that's it 
It's original. I'll give him that. Very, <laughs> it's original to have your own Bitcoin. Good for you. Uh, speaking of MJF, I was very uh, tickled with uh, Sammy Guevara's posts of a young MJF on. Oh, the young MJF photos are hilarious. It's the skinny kid with, uh, we have like money, like money. Uh, His Zubas. parents were filthy rich. I'm sure. You don't you don't grow up in, in Plainview, Long Island and not be at least you, you not have a, a maybe a mill in the bank. That's good. You don't get elected to be on the Rosie O'Donnell show and not have at least some money. Explain that. Well, because I heard something about uh, he just called her a bitch. Go ahead. Yeah, because she didn't do anything for him. How did thought he... that was her break, his big break. And then you... it never, never, never say elected onto the show. What does that mean? I don't know. It was the first word that came to my mind. Okay, great. Um, but yeah, so that speaking of of Rosie, um, he, he just came out like like yesterday or the day before and said that he never she never paid him <laughs> and that uh, he called her a bitch. <laughs> uh, fun. So uh, let's. I, I, I want to see if Rosie O'Donnell claps back at that. That'd be amazing. Like she has to. Um, like who is this kid? So. You talking about Maxwell? Maxwell. <laughs> <laughs> you talking about <laughs> Mr. Jakey? Uh, a couple weeks ago, Alistair Black was released. He still has a 90-day uh, no-compete clause. Um, AEW has expressed huge interest in Tommy End. And uh, basically, the this article that I read goes on to say that they have a chance to re-sign him they they can re-sign him just like uh, what like it states here like Drake Maverick they did uh, when they signed him to an NXT deal and, and Samoa Joe Samoa Joe uh, here's the deal though is that with Drake Maverick he was signed for much less because again as I he mentioned went on the internet and cried about it so they were he, like listen we know you need it we're gonna give you right seventy grand a but year. yes but you, your your pay is gonna go significantly less and he was like fine I have I have you know I just got married to a hot a hot piece of ass. I need to pay for that. And so there Truth you go. Preach. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so um, if I offended any women, I apologize. So, but she is very hot. The uh, the idea is, as I mentioned last time, or last week with Samoa Joe and him signing uh, with NXT and Triple H kind of grabbing him out, is that, you know, there's uh, there's this this chance that uh, they, they can leave. And so do re- are wrestlers so in need of a, of a check, which I would say yes, to say, listen, we'll we'll offer you this deal, but you're going to get less pay, but you will be on TV. We will, we will resign you. Or did Samoa Joe take a contract that was basically the same pay as he got on Raw, um, but just to, to be moved over? Will they do the same thing for Aleister Black? Uh, because if they resign him, they have to resign him for the same amount. Then he's not going to take less. Um, because if that's the case, AEW Tony, Tony could just say, go into Daddy's pocket and say, listen, I need more for this guy, and he'd be a huge get. Yeah. So. You know, it, it's it's going to be weird to see in the next, uh, you know, two and a half months what happens uh, and where he'll go. He can resign. He'll be, he'll be back next week. Who knows? But uh, if he doesn't resign with the WWE, mm. expect him to show up at All In. That is re- like a week or two after all those 90-day contracts run up. Okay. So... I don't. Th- uh, see, Alistair Black is in the same boat as Samoa Joe. I would say, mm. when they had a good Samoa Joe's different because they didn't really have a good thing going for him. He was just on commentary, but mm. they kind of left it weird. Mm. But Alistair Black 
would not be taking a Drake Maverick type deal to go back to NXT. No, absolutely he, not. If anything, he would have to get a pay increase mm. to go to NXT because it's a whole new deal. Like what you get let go, your contract's done. That's it. Yeah. So it's basically you're starting over again. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, I don't know. This is different than at least Alistair Black. We know can wrestle. Like with Samoa, with Samoa Joe, we we knew that he wasn't going to be able to put on, you know, a wrestling match every week. Right, right. With Alistair, you can do that, mm. but it's a different scenario. It's it's a. It, I think he shouldn't. If I'm being honest, okay. I think now that he's got the name, he's got the recognition, the WWE recognition behind him. Yeah. I think he should go elsewhere. I think he should go to AEW. That would be an amazing fit for him. The type of matches that he'd be able to put on. Hell, we just saw an MMA match in in, in AEW. Air, which, air quotes, air quotes, MMA match. Yeah, uh, it's okay. very, very loosely <laughs> call that an MMA match. <laughs> very loosely titled MMA match. Uh, entertaining, but loosely uh, MMA. Um, Alistair Black is Andrade. It's it's like to yes. the T. So Andrade goes over uh, to AEW and. The, the the weird thing about that is that he didn't really wrestle that much, if you think about it. As, as far as, like, the amount of times he could have wrestled or been used, like, I don't, I don't know, Drew McIntyre or any other, like, prominent name. He wasn't Who, really... Andrade or Alistair? Andrade. Okay. Andrade, Alistair's wrestled a lot. Andrade, if you th- if at least for my, my own personal opinion, if you think about it, he really didn't wrestle that much with WWE. He had a couple titles. He was, you know, as far as a, a faction, he was with, uh, you know, Zelina Vega and a- Angel Garza and all that. I beg but, to disagree with you on that. Please. Be- only because the beginning of COVID, like he was on and, all, and he, wrestling almost every week on Monday Night Raw. Mm. Like that first three months of COVID, the main, one of the that main attractions was Andrade. Well, it's, I mean, they, they only repeated this like they do now, repeated the same wrestles over and over again. But I, that I is, actually that, watched Raw last night. That we'll is true. To that. That's, okay, we will. Yes, shit, we will. Show. We will get into that. Yes, and I have a whole uh, rant about uh, how crappy WWE is and cool. and why and the reason and, and trying to understand why we still watch it as opposed to other other uh, organizations. Um, you're you're right. Be, be, beginning of COVID, he was on every single week and fighting the same guys every single week. I I, I understand that, but <clears throat> excuse me. As far as before COVID, I just feel like it wasn't he wasn't utilized as much as he could have been. So no. During COVID, I think that's when he definitely gained prominence and TV time. He hit his stride during COVID. And, and and it was, it just fucking we we would joke like that we would joke all the time uh, watching Monday Night Raw and see like oh, here comes Zelina Vega. She's on. She's been on TV four times now <laughs> in one episode. So they definitely prospered during COVID, yeah. but not enough to keep a contract with WWE. But he was able to parlay that into something with AEW. Good for him. You know, and even if he didn't have the name, even if he didn't have all the time in WWE, I think that his name alone on the indies and in Mexico, mm-hmm. he would have been a big attraction. Sure, granted, he wouldn't have been the name that, like the 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 prominence of the name that he is right now, but he still would have been a, a huge attraction for AEW to right. bring in. And I don't think that he would have lost a AAA Mega Championship. Mm-hmm. But that's just me. That's, I don't know a lot about it, to be honest. Okay, I'm just saying. Um, so that is Alistair Black. So hopefully, you know, we'll see at some point if he can 
either get re-signed by WWE, which would be very wise, and it would be wise to sign him and Zelina and get them both back in. Um, what are you going to do with Zelina, though? You can find a faction for her. Or someone, someone for her to, to manage, or even put her in a women's. There's no. We talk about the WWE being like the women's, the, the best as far as women, you know, talent goes, which is true. But right now, there's really no women in either Raw or SmackDown. That yeah. you know, as far as just like new talent. So let her wrestle. She's wrestled. Let her wrestle again, or put her with somebody. She was Divas Champion. She was a Divas Champion. There you go. <laughs> you know, get her back in, into the, you know the, the the whole rotation of the women there. Um, Speaking of that connection, they uh, I heard she was filming content with uh, the Pebble, Simone Johnson. <laughs> the Pebble. <laughs> really? Yeah, that was a couple weeks ago. I believe I read that that she was filming content with Simone Johnson. That's but right. they're like they're actually good friends. Like they're they're. Friends, weird, random. It's a <laughs> random pairing. pairing. Also, Zelina might be like 10, 15 years older than her. <laughs> <laughs> we need a verification on those ages. <laughs> Some, Simone Johnson and uh, and Thea. Um, so that is Alistair Black. Uh, we're going to get into all things Hell in a Cell because I have a couple points <laughs> to make on that as well. Very, very weird uh, things that happened uh, during that night. Alexander Wolf. Uh, he was also fired a couple weeks ago. I was right. Uh, uh, Simone Johnson, 19. And she's got to be what? In her late 20s? 30. 30. Well, that's late 20s. <laughs> that's beyond late 20s. Okay. Well. Yeah. Okay. December 27th, 1990. Should be 31 in a couple months. I mean, okay, hold on. So let's do some math here. 19. So that's. 2000. And so 11 years. Yes. Okay. How old are you? 27. So our age gap is, is larger. Way, than way larger. Age. Yes. Not way. Relax. It's double. Not, it's not double. <laughs> it's not double. You're an asshole. It's not. Wait. No. Hold on. It's, you said 27. So 10. It's 13. It's 15. 16. What year were you born? I'm 43. I'm 93. I'm sorry. That's on me. Hmm. I just had the year in my head. Um, yeah, sixteen. There you go. But you five years by five years. You turn <laughs> forty four in January. That's correct. I turn twenty eight in December. In December, right? Yes, that's sixteen years. Ah, right? <laughs> uh, this is fun. Riveting radio. Yes, riveting. So there's that, <laughs> and so we talk about yes, nineteen and, and thirty. Is, it's not that bad. Um, Alexander Wolf, I found this interesting. He went on the, on the, the uh, uh, Twitters, I believe, and was talking about uh, Vince McMahon's uh, interest or lack thereof as far as why he loses interest in certain wrestlers. And he, it's not that lengthy, but I'll just basically say what he he, he wrote here. Uh, quote, Alexander Wolf, uh, former NXT wrestler, I think a lot of people are too afraid of the persona of Vince McMahon to actually treat him like a real person, like a real human being, and I think that's what he wants. Of course, everybody hears about the crazy stories about how this man behaves and what he does. Obviously, he has to shave the beard, so the beard will not win. Something like that, possible. But we all have kind of have a certain amount of weird stuff we do in our days. I don't know what that means. The thing is, I believe it's not just about being perfect or just doing everything perfect. I think it's when he sees something he doesn't like, he loses interest. 
And you have to understand that this person is 24-7 in wrestling. He barely sleeps, as everybody knows. I don't know it personally, but that's what everybody hears. And he has this his do's and don'ts and blah, blah, blah. But he's been in the wrestling business for almost his entire life, and especially at a higher age and everything. You cannot function like it was in your 40s or 50s, I guess. And I always try to find an understanding for a situation before I bury something, and that's the best scenario with that. So in all that mumbo-jumbo, um, he said that he's basically saying that he's uh, he's old. <laughs> he's, he's old and out of touch, um, and that you can't function at this age, um, but you can in your 40s and 50s. Which was, what, 20, 30 years ago for him? Like 30 years ago. So, yeah. We're talking... No, he, he was functioning worse in his in his 40s than he was in his 50s. Think about the early 90s in wrestling. In WWE. WWF. Uh, yeah, sure. Horrible. Horrible. Mm-hmm. Think about the late 90s in WWF. Amazing. Exactly. That's the difference between a 40-year-old and a 50-year-old. Here, well, here's, here's my take on that, is that... It, in the late 90s, he was able to kind of, because out of desperation comes change. And so because he was desperate not to lose his business to losing to WCW, um, he had to bring people in. So you talk about uh, bringing other, other writers in, other people in that were integral in kind of starting the Attitude Era. Mm-hmm. Um, he had the final say, but when you have people like... Uh, like uh, LaRusso? Vince Russo. Not even close. Russo. Jesus. LaRusso. Vince Russo. Were you watching Cobra Kai recently? I was. <laughs> That's what yes, it there is. You go. <laughs> <laughs> Such a good show. I just started season three. Um, uh, we have Vince Russo in, and he's able to you know, kind of do his piece and get out of the box because there's ECW. There's all these other things that people are starting to say, like, oh, there's that. Oh, there's something different besides WWE, which is what we're living in right now. <laughs> we are in that age right now where... I'm going to start my rant right now. Uh, so get ready. We are in an age right now where uh, WWE, who also feel who's felt for a while and who has been for a very long time, the only game in town. And here comes a little Tony Khan, who, by the way, it was an article that his father uh, said that he didn't think it was going to last at all and it was going to be completely unsuccessful. But here is 100 mil. Uh, go and, and run with it. <laughs> so... I, I wish I could just do that. It's like, you know what? I don't think this is going to be good, but take this and, and see, what, see what happens. Um, you have this product now that's out there called AEW, which uh, just had a whole uh, article in The New Yorker based on, on them, and they interviewed Tony Khan. And, and Forbes. And Forbes. And the idea is that there's a new game in town. And you could say anything you want about WWE uh, and <laughs> having friends uh, mock the idea of amateur wrestling in AEW, but... The fact is that WWE fucking sucks. If you watch Raw, you'll know that, and it's every single week it sucks. And yet we continue to go back to this product that we just have to go back to because it's wrestling. Why? Because we love it so much that we just will put up with anything because it's even even if it's shit. What other thing in the world will you ha- be content with doing over and over again? It's the the unofficial uh, definition of insanity. Doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results, as if we think something in WWE is going to change, and it doesn't. So again, we go back to it, thinking it's going to be better, and it's not. It never is. Meanwhile, you can go over to NXT, the same in the same company, or AEW on a Friday night now Saturday nights, and watch wrestling. That this past Friday night, I thought was really good, 
and except for that first match, except for that first match, which which what wasn't really a match, it was kind of blah. But uh, the the idea again is that you you have entertaining matches back to back to back that I can always go to AEW for the most part and say, listen, I'm I'm going to enjoy what I see here. And the main event that they had uh, with the the trios match was really good, mm-hmm. was was amazing. WWE, I can't guarantee that. Not only, I, but I can guarantee that it's going to be shit. <laughs> it's going to be shit on a weekly basis. And if it's not SmackDown, which is okay for the most part, if I, I put on Monday Night Raw and I, I sit down, and I'm going to watch for three hours a product that is absolute crap. Why? Again, why do we sit there thinking that it's going to change? And just you know what? This is what I expect on a weekly basis from WWE. It's bullshit. And we're going to go over Monday Night Raw and go over everything that happened. From the again another Hell in a Cell match that on a on a day that's not a Sunday, to our new persona for Nikki Cross, like this is okay now, right? This is we are, we are living in the early '90s again because this is just shit that we're expected to just say is okay now. When fans come back into the arenas, since we just dealt with the very last Thunderdome uh, pay per view, when when fans come back into the arena, I hope and pray, I hope and I pray that. Everybody in that arena voices their opinion. They're going to be happy to be back in an arena, so that's not going to happen immediately. But the three-hour Monday Night Raw that you are expected that you have been expected to see every single day during COVID for the last year and a half, are fans going to be in the arena being like, "What the hell is this shit?" and voice their opinion? I really hope that they do, because as as a fan here and seeing fans all online say the same exact thing, why do we? say this is the main product when we think that AEW or NXT is is amateur when that's the much better product. Yep. And we're we're saying that that shit absolutely not. So for anybody and and and, and you know who you are and I'm, I'm I got this from Sunday because I was talking to Rob and Stephanie and just the idea of the amateur wrestling that we're not expected to watch because I'm not, I'm not going to watch another hour of wrestling that's not WWE Raw or SmackDown. I'm not going to invest any more time into something that might be better. I, if anything I would just watch, if I did not do this show, I would just watch NXT and AEW. And I would just get recaps online. And I would never, I would, I would watch four hours of wrestling the entire week and that'd be it. <laughs> right now, that'd be it. Until I find out that they put on a better product on Monday Night Raw, I would never watch it again. Because it, it, it absolutely sucks. I'm done. Well, you just labeled my, uh, my view my wrestling viewing from about mm, two months ago okay that's all i did yeah like before not even two months ago maybe like almost probably almost a year ago before roman came back and was this big huge character i was just watching aew and nxt Mm. for the simple fact of yes we have to do the show i get the recaps and all that stuff but it just wasn't interesting now, at least with this Roman character, SmackDown is interesting to me because it, it you started off with Roman in the beginning. You have him at some point during the middle of the show, and then he's always ending the show. That's exactly what that character should be doing. Sure. Is SmackDown completely written around Roman Reigns? Yes. Should it be? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But that being said, we have to start building up other characters so that it will he will be able to have a viable challenger we do not get that on monday night raw at all mm. it's complete bullshit right and with the whole hell in a cell thing i like the way they did it on friday night smackdown yeah 
And the only reason I like that is because it meant something to Ray. Yes, do we know that it's because they just needed more they needed to cut time from from the cell from the pay-per-view? Yeah, we know that. Mm. But if you look at it on paper, he had it, it was a blood feud. Granted, it was a blood feud that took a week to build. I can I can look over that. But it meant something. It meant something to Ray that he was like, I want to do this now. I don't want to wait. We're going to go into the cell now. Mm. The pay-per-view happens. It's all fine and good. The matches were okay. Monday Night Raw comes along. And the only reason that they had the Hell in a Cell match on Monday Night Raw is because the USA Network got butthurt that Fox had a cell match and they didn't. Mm. The only reason. And it's complete bullshit. Why do you have to have him go through two? Forget that he has to go through two Hell in a Cell matches. Poor, For, forget that. Poor Bobby, man. <laughs> yeah, made history by going through two Hell in a Cell matches in yeah, 24 hours. 24 hours, right. 24 hours, okay. Uh, mm, not really. Less than 24 hours, actually. Was it? Was. it? Yeah, because they were the main event, and then... There, he was the main event of both shows. Hell in a Cell ended before Monday Night Raw did. But Hell in a Cell ended like around 11 o'clock Sunday. Okay, so yeah. So yeah, so right. so it was less 24 than, hours. Yeah. So, <clears throat> this is the whole Hell in a Cell thing. Mm. I've said this before. It doesn't mean what it used to. Right. No, you're right. It means nothing. It's just a match. The only person that benefited from the Hell in a Cell match, from the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view, in a Hell in a Cell match was Bianca. And it's because it actually, she proved something. Mm. That she can go in there. And dominate, not dominate, but she can go in there and step toe to toe to one of the greatest SmackDown champions of all time, right? And win, yeah. And that was my rant. <laughs> now we got both of our rants out of the way. Ah, uh, jeez, it, it's just it's it's just mind numbing to me that we just continue to to watch this over and over. Wait, here's again. a question I have, please. Do Rob and Stephanie not watch AEW still? No. Oh, yeah. you fucking idiots. <laughs> No, and then they they look at me like I'm 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 the, the moron to watch an- another like amateur hour here, and I'm gonna hear it uh, obviously. But yeah, just the idea that I I can't stand the the fact that we just we we're okay with. Do they watching. watch NXT? No, of course not. Oh my god! <laughs> no, no, it's it's. It's the, the the and it's not, not just them. It's it's so a they, lot of other so, people so that I know. So they don't like good wrestling. That's okay. what I, I That's keep saying. Right. It's just I think we're we're okay. We have settled in with the idea of, and it's not just them. It's a lot of people that I know. Just, we've settled in with the idea of, we're okay with what we know, and this is our popular uh, brands. And I've known this for my entire life. Listen, I've known this my entire life. I was I watched WrestleMania one <laughs> when I was five. I was there in front of a TV because my dad plopped me in front of a TV and I watched uh, you know Hogan and. And uh, Mr. T, I saw that. I saw WrestleMania three in, uh, uh, at the Pontiac Silverdome, a pay per view with with friends. I saw all that stuff. So I, I don't talk to me about the idea of because we're invested in this this product for all our lives. That's fine, but there are other things that come around. You, you listen, you watch WCW, right? <laughs> I mean, that's actually how I got into wrestling was watching WCW. So WCW was a was a a, a, was a faction big guy. Well, there you go. I mean, we had all. That was a huge NWO guy, <laughs> you know. And I hated Hogan, but I loved that faction. I loved the idea of NWO. Um, I love the fact that they they came over 
the outsiders, uh, air quotes, came over and you know they went by their real names. And this was like the first time ever since there was really no internet that uh, there was internet, but it wasn't like it was today. There's the, no social media. The fact that you could have these two guys come over and are, are they still with WWF? Like, what's what the hell's happening here? Yeah. There was that that whole freshness was just amazing to me. And so, listen. So because of that, I I still have to watch. Uh, the, the Godwins fight uh, some some crappy guy on on WWF and and I'm, ex- I'm expected to be okay with that because the nasty I'm, boys. I mean, you know, it's it just doesn't make sense that we have other products that are out there now. Just as in anything else in life, there are things that are bigger and better, and why not gravitate to that if it's bigger and better? There may be a day where AEW will go face to face with WWE, and because they're so popular. It may actually overtake them. Who knows? You know, Impact Wrestling tried it you know, for a couple of weeks. It didn't really go over well, but at least they tried it. It went over enough because I actually did watch that. I watched that. Oh, no, I that was the prime years of my Impact watching. I, I watched it, too. It's mine, too. I watched the Aces and Eights, I, another faction that I just love, the fact that these guys can come in and basically just control and dominate the entire organization in this storyline. It it, Aces and Eights, NWO, it's same damn thing. Yeah. But inner circle, same inner circle, thing. same thing. But uh, <laughs> as far as like large numbers coming in and taking over, my, my point being is that our point is that you can you can watch something else because there's something else out there that's better. We don't have to settle for mediocrity, and this is below mediocrity. This is subpar bullshit <laughs> that we are watching on a weekly basis. And there's other things that are out there that are so much better, storytelling, uh, wrestling wise. Again, tonight, Tuesday, we're gonna have NXT. Uh, um, um dying to watch because it's it's good uh friday and uh, saturday excuse me saturday will there'll be uh aw dynamite i'm gonna watch that why because it's good okay. and i'm gonna watch smackdown and i'll watch smackdown because smackdown's okay <laughs> smackdown's actually okay stories with kevin owens who, who might actually be um he hinted that he might be uh taking a break since uh, after hell in a cell um really selling the, that nigerian nail he really did good good for him um Roman Reigns, you know, he's the the best. He's the best wrestler in the business right now. He um, is the hands down. I mean, it's he just it's if hard. anybody says that Kenny Omega is, they're they're just stupid. As far as as far as actual wrestling, I would say all, Kenny Omega. I'm saying, I'm saying all overall, around, <laughs> overall all, talent, overall talent, yes. and wrestling ability. And Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns, hey, right now. And Kenny Omega is the best technical wrestler. I will give him that. Yes. So with, I mean, you've never seen Roman Reigns pull off a match with the freaking stuffed dummy. Yeah. <laughs> That was a couple of years ago, but still, come on. And people enjoyed that. <laughs> that and that's talent to go over. I've in, seen Kenny in Omega Japan. wrestle a nine year old. Yes. And she and he sold the shit out of that. And he sold. <laughs> that's how you know he's a really she good wrestler. Was all three feet tall, if that. And and he it was Riho. And <laughs> it might as well have been. Yeah, this nine year old basically did uh uh her and Karanas on Omega and he sold the shit out of it. Look look. Talent is talent, and entertainment is entertainment. And if it's good, it's good. You can fight a dummy like he did. He literally fought a dummy. <laughs> he did. It was it was it a was fake. So good. It was a dummy, and he fought it. And the dummy had some good moves <laughs> because of Kenny Omega. Couple nice kickouts too. Couple nice kickouts. <laughs> this is wrestling. And if I show, by the way, if I ever showed that to a friend of mine who doesn't watch wrestling, he'd be like, "What the hell? What the hell?" And he'd walk out. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Listen, you, I, I get that. You don't know it. You don't get it." See, this is how we have to protect a business. We yes. have to show them <laughs> yes, actual good the attitude era, and yes. then like yeah. Roman Reigns in, in a like performing a guillotine yes. on someone, and then and you then, slowly wean them off that. Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. Show them this crap. Yeah, <laughs> like exactly. And this is what they like in Japan. Listen, we don't watch it here in America, but in Japan, he fights a dummy and a nine-year-old. That's fine, and it, it was a really good match. But Kenny Omega is on another level. He is elite. Haha. 
So there's the idea of watching other products. That was and such kit. a bad pun. How dare you? The idea <laughs> of other wrestlers are out there that are better that you can watch that are not in WWE because Vince owned your mind. <laughs> I just it's it just doesn't make any sense to me. Um, and and scene. scene and so moving on. So uh, let's talk about we did uh, talk SmackDown. Um, speaking of which, is there anything else you have before we move on? That is it. We, now that we got our rants out of the way, let's rants are done. Let's get into the meat, meat and potatoes. So, uh, speaking of Hell in a Cell, so we had uh, the first Hell in a Cell on uh, on SmackDown uh, coming up with Mysterio Ever. versus Ray, Ever, yeah, uh, Mysterio versus uh, Reigns. The idea also <clears throat> as to why he had it on a Friday uh, because Roman Reigns is just that guy, and why not? He's already in the building. Why do I have to come on? Because on, on, Roman on Reigns, day. as a father, wanted Father's Day off. All right, sue the man, Jesus. There you go. So, <laughs> and he has that, <laughs> and he has that pull. So you he know has what? Has that pull? The, the, listen, we already. And he wanted to give Rey Mysterio a Father's Day present. There you go. To, to have the off, so he, he can lawn dart him into the into the gate. <laughs> um, so, so he's like, listen, why not have it tonight? The, the the Hell in a Cell's already up. <laughs> I'm looking at it right above my head. I'm standing in the ring. Let's do it tonight. So there you go. So we had that match, but first, before we got to all that good stuff, um, uh, speaking of uh, uh, Kevin Owens, Commander Aziz and Apollo Crews, uh, defeat Big E and Kevin Owens. Um, Does anybody else besides me look at Commander Aziz when he does Nigerian Nail and get, like, Goosebumps because they think of Umaga, Umaga immediately. Umaga. Yeah, yes, yeah. Yep. What a shame. I used to love Umaga back in the day. I also think when of I was uh, a kid. What? I also think of uh, Raw Underground. Yeah. <laughs> Daba who? Daba Gato. Um, <laughs> close. Daba Gato. Dabo. Daba Kato. Daba Kato. Daba Gato sounds like a, the beginning of a, a stick song. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. Uh, the battle for the crown with King Corbin and Shinsuke. It's fun. It's fun, very entertaining. The match was good. The best part about this storyline um, is Rick Boogs to me. I don't care what anyone says. Oh, absolutely. Uh, it, it, by the way, he was interviewed. Um, I mean, they, they record obviously recorded the night of, but they show it the next day on the network, uh, uh, Talking Smack. And he was interviewed. Uh, Shinsuke was, and Boogs is just in the Hell in a Cell playing the guitar. <laughs> the entire time he's being interviewed, <laughs> and Heyman's looking back like. By the by the way, I, I know you keep telling me to watch BT. Do you ever watch like Talking Smack? No, I've only watched like the big promos. Heyman, <laughs> Heyman, you know, I saw Heyman and Pat McAfee go at it, and that was awesome. Heyman gets a little leash let go of when he's on Talking Smack because Adam Pierce was on there on Talking Smack and. They, I'm paraphrasing, but he basically Pierce was saying that you you, you don't get a chance to talk, stop talking. You talk too much. Let me let me speak. Um, uh, you you don't know anything. Uh, uh, or something about you had control. You have control. And he said, and Heyman goes, yeah, I used to have control. He's, oh, he, I'm sorry. Pierce said, you know how, what it's what it's like to have control here and work here. And he goes, yeah, I know. Uh, but then it's gotten taken away from me. <laughs> Ooh, I'm telling you, Heyman goes in, <laughs> and he said a couple other things too. Um. Yeah, he has a, this leash kind of like loosened when he's on Talking Smack, and he nice. he talks to he, he said to Caleb, the the other guy the uh, the English guy that's uh, does the interviews on Monday Night Raw, um, Kevin Patrick. Thank you. That's why you're here. For the really, I, I don't know his name. 
I listen. I, I, I barely pay attention to Raw. Believe me, I, I'm pretty sure I just remember seeing him once, and that was it. Okay. I, listen, I don't pay uh, attention to Raw either. Yeah, and Kevin Patrick, <laughs> just, fine. But he he filled in for uh, Kyla uh, one week on Talking Smack. <laughs> Kyla comes back this week, and he's like, "I thought you were, I thought Kevin Patrick was you this entire time. I thought you had trans, transgen, transgender uh, 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 reassignment surgery." <laughs> I was like, oh my god! All right, Paul. <laughs> Paul's just going in. Anyway, um, I just I, he's, he's a hoot on that that show. Uh, so yeah, all that to say, Shinsuke was on there. Boogs was playing the guitar in the background. He's he's a gem. Um, Bailey uh, sending a message to Bianca Belair before their showdown on Hell in a Cell. Uh, Otis is getting a push now that he has no beard. Uh, and Angel Dawkins ends in a no contest. And then your main event with Roman Reigns taking on Rey Mysterio in the first ever Hell in a Cell. Uh, on Friday night. Yeah. That was... Listen, the match was awesome. Oh, the match was amazing. I thought I'll even go one step to say that that was the best Hell in a Cell match of the weekend. Okay. It's the one that I like the most. Uh, I'd probably say this was one... Yeah, I'd say like this is one A, and then uh, we'll, we'll get into it, but as far as like Lashley versus McIntyre, I thought that was close second. I didn't like that one. Really? Yeah. I thought that was the best match of the, of the actual pay-per-view. Uh, All right, we'll get into it. Um, <laughs> so uh, my favorite, again, my favorite uh, part of the match was Roman Reigns just picking up Mysterio and just lawn-darting him into the, uh, into, yeah. the into the cell. With no crash pad. But no crash pad. <laughs> hey, hi-yo. So um, <laughs> there was that. Uh, Reigns hurled Mysterio over the top rope through the air, as it says here, into the unforgiving steel uh, of the cell. Uh, and then has this like reverse guillotine that he does now, um, yeah, which looks interesting. And then had uh, Mysterio tap out, and then Jimmy Uso comes out, and uh, not Jay, not Jay, Jimmy. Jimmy. And so Jimmy, I guess, is part of the fold now. And uh, uh, we're just watching Mysterio tapping to to Reigns. I'm okay with this. I am 100 percent okay with this. I thought I this want the bloodline. I want heel bloodline. Heel bloodline. See, I thought it was going to go like before we got to heel bloodline that there was going to be a brother brother versus brother match. No, and we never got that. I'm See, a, you can I'm a do disappointed that. by that. You can do that with a Dustin and Cody. You can do that with Matt and Jeff. This would this would be amazing though. Why not? They're twins. So what? I think it's weird. What does that mean? <laughs> when they're twins, so what? I think it's weird. <laughs> they can still wrestle. They're still different people. It's weird. Like, listen, Jay. Was, I mean, I'm glad that they have different haircuts, so we know who to boo and who to cheer. Jay but like, wasn't. Come a, on. Jay wasn't um, a heel until he fought Reigns, and then when Reigns won in the I Quit match, that's kind of when he he switched sides. He was like, "All right, I'll I'll do whatever you want me to do." I thought they would have at well, least that kind of... He was forced to switch sides, and now he's kind, now of, he's now he's kind of okay with it. But what, Which is it's all well and good, but I thought at least the two of them would have had a match kind of that in that same vein. And then Jimmy could say, like, all right. And Jay would win, and Jimmy would be like, okay, I, I'll, I'll join you guys. And then you have the bloodline faction. But they, right. I, I think it just missed opportunity. That's all. That's I, all think, I think you can glance over that because you had Jimmy come and interfere in that previous match between Roman... And Jay, right, a couple months ago, last year at some point. Okay. And because he was a part of that, maybe Jimmy now realizes, like, hey, I don't want to have to go through what my brother went through, and I'm going to be smart about it and be at the head of the ta- at the side of the table. <laughs> at the side of the table. So uh, Reigns retains, and uh, he doesn't have to fight on uh, on Sunday night, <laughs> which was kind of disappointing, but it all worked out because again, timing. Uh, but they also had to fit in, fit in that uh, Owens versus Zayn match, so which which took the place of this match, which I thought was a 
banger of a match. Okay. Let's uh, let's get into Hell in a Cell. We'll go we'll go to the all uh, elite uh, in a little bit, but let's do Hell in a Cell here. Your opening match we had, uh, which was uh, I didn't know we were gonna have an opening match, um, which they they never advertised. Natalia taking on Mandy Rose after their feud backstage, which has just been all kinds of weird. Uh, so Natalia w- wins that one. Uh, your first match uh, in a Hell in a Cell was Bailey taking on your champion Bianca Belair. Uh, I I really liked this match. I, I thought uh, I thought Bailey carried uh, Bianca. I will say uh, for the most part, and took some hell of a bumps, man. Like there was one <laughs> the one bump where she took it where the stairs were in the uh, in the ring, and sh- and she was standing on the stairs. Uh, Bailey was, and Belair tripped her, and she landed right on her ass. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and. Um, I'm was, just happy that Bailey got in that uh, double kendo stick spot that she wanted to do last year, and, and I love that she immediately Michael Cole trending uh, on, yeah. on Twitter, <laughs> yeah, um, because of uh, her. <laughs> Listen, the, the the probably one of the best parts of Thunderdome, if there's anything we can take away from this, is that since there's nobody there, that you can clearly hear what people say, and I'm sure the wrestlers can hear them. Obviously, can hear them clearly. And talking about the spot from last year, <laughs> and and Bailey just uh, recognizing Cole and just yelling at him back um, about the spot with the the double candlestick. <laughs> it didn't work last year, but it's going to work this year. Um, I I just love that they had a, the the taped up this year. <laughs> it was like we have a candlestick that's just taped up and it's ready for you to use. Um, no, she taped it up. Listen, yeah, no, well, that's fine. No. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> try to see what else here. Um, the, the latter spot uh, hit the kiss of death on the latter spot for the win. That was an um, amazing spot. Yeah. That was awesome. Uh, and then also the the use of the the hair being tied to two different things <laughs> in the course of the match. Um, one was the rope, and then the other was the chair. <laughs> and uh, so uh, Bianca Belair's hair. Do you think this is the last we see Bianca versus Bailey? I don't. Do you think this eventually leads to a hair versus hair match? I would love that. Right? I, I mean, know. obviously, Bailey's going to lose. Bailey's going to lose, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's already got <laughs> Bianca, half of her head shaved anyway. Bianca's not going to to risk that for years and years and years of growing this hair for one match. Um, okay. No? Unless she's actually I, looking for a change. <laughs> Unless I mean, she's like, you know what? No, 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 no. I'm not saying that she's not going to win the match. Right. I'm just saying I don't think all of that is her real hair. Uh, that's not what she showed when she had that documentary before uh, Mania. I don't know. It, looks, it looked like a real hair. It looks like extensions to me. Okay, but that's that's just me. <laughs> Maybe I look at it differently. Because you know all about that. Got it. Because um, I actually have hair. <laughs> Moving on. Hi, yo. Yes, because you have extensions too. I wish. I know the people like that know <laughs> that have hair think they know all about hair. I wish. Um. Yeah. You wish well, you had hair. You had extensions. Yeah. Really. Just long, luscious. <laughs> just flick back. <laughs> Do the slow motion run. Ride a motorcycle. Hair blown in the wind. <laughs> <laughs> until, until tracks are peeling off. Uh, Cesaro versus Seth Rollins. Um, really good. Uh, another good, really good match. But I, I feel like that uh, the UFO that they keep doing, uh, they keep he keeps doing with uh, Rollins. Um, yeah, it's, it's like it's it's got to be like he's he's doing the spot, and we have to show it for the umpteen time. Uh, I think the Cesaro push is done. <laughs> we have moved on from Cesaro in his short stay as uh, yeah. as a the kind of a top uh, challenger in the yeah. company. He's had his 
He's had his moment, and now he's back to mid-card status. <sighs> what a shame. It really is. He deserves better. <laughs> he, deserves, he does deserve better. Put it, listen, put him back. Once, once, uh, yeah, once Sheamus drops the U.S. belt, mm. just get the bar back together. Because that was prime Cesaro. That was yeah. the best work Cesaro's ever done. Yeah. Character-wise, at least. Characterized. I, I agree. In ring, it's it, it's never it's, been better. It's never, yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> my my least favorite match of the night. Uh, even though you've you've voiced your opinion as far as the character that you like, uh, Alexa Bliss versus Shayna Baszler. Uh, I will ask you now what you like about this character. I like the mind control. I'm not gonna lie. Okay. I, I like it. The, I hate it. Go ahead. The the glare, the stare that she exudes. And then you're just able to fucking slap it. I thought it was. I thought it was great. Okay. I thought it was great. It's different. Great. Great. A little. Bit yeah, yeah. That's. I thought it was yeah. good. Okay. I thought it was a good <laughs> twist on the Alexa Bliss character. Okay. However, mm. this match, okay, wasn't the best. No. Shayna Baszler being Shayna Baszler should not have lost to Alexa Bliss. I mean, you us having really watched have... NXT. Yeah. Oh, that, if you would have right. told us three years ago right. that Shayna Bliss would lose to Alexa Shana, Bliss, Shayna Baszler lose to Alexa Bliss. There's, there's only there's only one of me. Please don't don't pull at me. Thank you. <laughs> Still, I don't. Shayna Bliss. Um, listen, I absolutely like as dominant as she was in NXT. Uh, you come here with this this stuff, and it's just like the the comedic. Um, uh, matches, especially this kind of thing. I will ask you this, and I would like your uh, your opinion. With this character um, and Alexa Bliss, I understand. I understand why Bray Wyatt is nowhere to be found right now. He's still going through his his grieving, and completely understand that. But does this character work without the Fiend? I think it was created be- from the Fiend, so you basically have a spinoff. Yes. So while she, while he's gone, you can have a female fiend, which you you have here, but does it work? I think this match specifically, and the matches she had on Raw, hmm. is their attempt to try to move her away from the fiend for the time being. But that's who she is, is the fiend. She was created from the fiend. But she's a female fiend, is what I'm saying. Yes, but I don't think they're going to stay that. They use the same damn move. The finish, their finisher is the same. Yes. But I think this was trying to separate her. Not separate her, but but give her own twist on the Fiend character. Mm-hmm. That being said, I want to see the Fiend use this mind mind control. To slap people around. <laughs> that would be awesome. So you have the Force. So the, Alexa Bliss has the Force. Yes! <laughs> she has the Force! Yes! Oh, uh, there's your title. And in AEW, <laughs> someone's going to have the Schwartz, just like Spaceballs. Ah, <laughs> uh, it just—I—I I, I just don't get it. <laughs> I don't understand. Can't believe I didn't think of that before. Oh man, uh, Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn. I will give them absolute credit for this match because they—and uh, by the way, uh, CBS gave that last match a D. Um, and rightfully I, so. I completely agree because it's just—it's just not good. Uh, Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn. I give both men credit because if you watch that match, man, they they were stiff on every single great punch. Match. Uh, Sami Zayn busted his mouth open. Um, you know, Kevin Owens selling the hell out of uh, the Nigerian nail. Um, Kevin Owens was double selling. He was selling the Nigerian nail, and he was selling as if he had a, a separated shoulder. 
Which the only thing I would have done differently mm. was I would have had him go up to the barrier and try to knock it back into place. Pull a uh, lethal weapon. Yes, exactly. Okay. Gotcha. Interesting. Oh, yeah, that would have been good. Right? You just see, <laughs> like, as soon as that happened and he ran around to the other side of the ring and mm. Sammy's just there going, what What the hell? Yeah. You just have him going freaking, yeah, right into the barrier. There was a one, the one spot there, the two of them were on their knees and just... Excuse me, you saw it. Stiff elbows. <laughs> Stiff elbows. Zane punching him in the face. Yeah. And then he was taking it. And then Owen's coming back with just forearm shots right to his jaw. Um, yeah, they were they were going at it tooth and nail. We'll probably went to the backstage and you know, buddying it up, but Man, a very stiff match. And uh, shared a beer or a Canadian lager. A lager, eh? <laughs> and uh Zane ending it with a Haluva kick. Uh and that was it. Uh your Raw Women's Championship, which is Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair, and the funniest match, well, one of two, come to find out, um, but the funniest moment of the night for me actually came during this match, Yes, because Charlotte and her long, luxurious hair uh, was in her eyes, apparently, at one point, and Rhea Ripley's on her hands and knees, and she's tr- <laughs> she's kicking uh, Rhea, but there's nobody there. <laughs> she doesn't realize how far she is from Ripley. But she doesn't sell it. I think that was the key. Rhea, Rhea, didn't, Rhea sell. didn't sell it. Well, how is she going to sell it? She's five feet away from her. Exactly. But so if why you know would she spot, sell? if it was a spot, yeah, but you're she would have sold it. Yeah, but this is not Alexa Bliss. You're not like force kicking someone from the air. Like This is this is a air quote real match. So you're supposed to be able to touch somebody <laughs> when you kick somebody. I still don't think that was the worst part of this match. How do you sell that? <laughs> I don't know. I just oh, there was, there I don't was, think that this was the, the ending was the worst part of this match. There was a worser part. Oh, well, the ending was, yes. yes right? Yes. Yeah, exactly. My point, Yeah. lawyered. <laughs> lawyered <laughs> there was a worser part um yeah ending in a in a dq is bullshit makes no sense and uh the the whole point of it carrying over into raw was that she's basically just doing what charlotte would do bullshit <laughs> it just it is just bullshit and if this i don't know how you build them both as heels like they're both heels right Rhea with the dq that's a heel move right Charlotte is just a heel. We know this already. Do you think that you maybe have Charlotte take Rhea under her under her wing eventually? Like, is that where this is leading? I hope not. I don't. I, I don't know. I, I don't know either. I don't know how I, just, I feel about that yet. If I'm being honest, I just also do I, know only that. because as soon as Rhea stepped foot into the May Young Classic in 2017. Mm. They were building her as the next Charlotte Flair. Mm. The stature, the look, everything. She still had long hair at the time. She right. didn't go goth yet. Right. I don't know how. I don't. If you do it right, I think it would be pretty awesome to have the two of them as a tag team. Mm. Go after the belt, stuff like that. But you would somehow have to get the championship off of Rhea. I don't think Charlotte should take the championship off of Rhea because if I'm not mistaken. Charlotte has 15 title reigns. I got to look that up. I'm pretty sure you're right. But I think she has 15 title reigns. The fans online immediately after uh, yesterday went insane because it seems like Charlotte Flair is getting very dangerously close to Roman Reigns territory. In that Roman Reigns 2015 territory, yes, 2015 territory. Yes, thank you for clarifying. Is that uh, we're getting tired of her, <laughs> kind of getting in the in the uh, the title picture? Um, 
I kind of felt that online also for uh, Drew McIntyre, <laughs> um, that uh, they were kind of waning on him constantly being in the picture and there's nobody else, which is now thankfully getting mixed up with uh, Kofi Kingston um, being put in the picture, if not temporarily, just any anybody else. And so we're kind of getting into the Roman Reigns 2015 issue with Charlotte Flair and that it's starting to get redundant and she's always in the picture. Why is that? They, they tried. Listen, they tried, though. I, I will, in, in her defense, I, I, they tried to separate her from uh, the title picture when they, they had her come back after she, her, her booby in, in incident, um, come back and tag with Asuka. Even though she immediately won a <laughs> won a tag team title there, um, I just feel like they 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 don't know what to do with her outside of her pay, putting her in any title picture. Like she just can't have a regular match. Like I I just don't understand. And and people are starting to wane on her. But between the the ghost kicks and the uh, the awful ending, um, I'm surprised this this page gave it a B plus. I, I would not have given it that high. Um, match itself was was fine it was just and there were some really good spots there was a spot where uh um charlotte basically kicked outside kicked her into the the the, uh the guardrail outside and she landed very hard um so there there were some really some some good spots here and there but the match overall i thought was just kind of uh left something to be desired um and then the main event which was uh bobby lashley taking on drew mcintyre in a hell in a cell so other than the ending on this one, do we get a clarification? It's a bunch of diff- people are saying people are saying f- seven, people are saying fifteen. If there's no real clarification, I would really have to look into it. I'll report back next week. <laughs> next week, <laughs> okay. Uh, I would have to sit there and read an entire page full of stuff, and I just don't have the time to do that right now, at least. No. Four championship reigns. That's what it says, which is a lie because she's held the Raw Women's Championship five times. All right, we'll, we'll, I'll keep looking into this. Lashley versus McIntyre, and uh, other than the ending of this one, which also sucked. Uh, oh, it's the deadliest move in pro wrestling. Yeah, because it's just the worst. Um, again, and I said after the match, I did say that should be banned. Like, the, the roll-up should be banned from wrestling. Like, there should, that should not be. Just like, um, at one point, it was, uh, I believe it was the stomp. No, not to stop. Um, I'm thinking. Of, I think it was WCW. Yeah, it was WCW that you couldn't throw wrestlers over the top rope. They banned that. Uh, yep, it was a thing. So I think that's that's way more stupid than banning the stomp. Um, yeah, no, true. But they, you couldn't throw wrestlers over the top rope. Um, and you I couldn't. Remember, you couldn't throw wrestlers over the top rope, but you can use a cattle prod. Absolutely, yes. That's good. Well, that that, good that rule that rule went out the window. Like it wasn't for like. It wasn't always in WCW, but in the early days, I vividly remember Tony Schiavone saying, oh, he threw him over the top rope, but the referee didn't look. Um, so Stupid. <laughs> the, the roll-up should be banned as a move. because it's just it, it takes away from the entirety of the match, which, again, I thought of the matches of, the, of this entire card, this was the best match of the night for me um, up until this point, up until the end point. But I will also say uh, there was a part where uh, fast forward to uh, and Lashley was getting his ass kicked in the beginning and mm-hmm. took a took a cut on his arm, um, going and then going back and forth and then towards the end of the match there was a spot where there was a table outside, which I don't remember ever being set up. Drew set it up. I don't remember that. Okay. I do remember that. So then Drew set up this this table on the opposite side of of hard camera and. Lashley takes him and slams him 
choke slams him into this table that's outside, and the camera does the angle where it's just basically the table's right below camera. Mm-hmm. And we're sitting there going, why didn't they show that? And they show the repeat, and the replay shows it the same exact angle. There, there's no other camera angles. It's just this entire this angle the entire time. Then fast forward to the next day, and there's eagle-eyed <laughs> fans. Um, thanks to WWE and them screwing up their own uh, camera angles. Since there was a camera who's a, a guy who basically ran around the, the corner of the ring and got him on the floor. The camera pans up a little bit, and you see a hand come out of the ring from the bottom apron and take a take the table that's broken and move it. But people were just going on about the hand. They were, and they were like, why, why is there a hand? What's going on with the mysterious hand? And the hand was just moving stuff, blah, blah, blah. Then, fast forward again, and it's the guy was basically moving the, part, the shards of table to cover up... <laughs> It's a thing. Um, it's the thing from the Adams thing family. From family. <laughs> the, the thing was covering up, using the table to cover up the crash pad that was underneath the table. Yeah. What is the, the hell? What the hell is going on? And this will be the last time this happens because, again, people will be there. <laughs> yeah. And you have to go back to the announcer table having the crash pad. But until then... You can get away with this shit because there's nobody in the arena, and you can have camera angles that will pan and not show you this. They had to be of all the. He ended up posting on social media. His back was tore up. Yeah, tore the hell up. Tore really torn up. So he needed a crash pad for that spot. Come on, those are kendo spots. No, I'm not talking about his back. I'm talking about the table. You needed a crash pad for a table when he got his his back destroyed by a kendo stick. Like what's yeah, well, I mean, what's what difference does it make? <laughs> like I understand it's probably one less thing to have to worry about your body since you know long term it's going to probably affect you long term. But right now, like you, you just had your your back broken by a kendo stick. I thought the table spot was when uh, Bobby had Drew in the in the hurt lock, mm. and then he rammed him into the back. No, no. no? So this is I should let me show you here. So, um. Mystery hand at WWE Hell in a Cell was disposing of crash pad evidence. And uh, so it says here, Drew, Drew McIntyre took a bump through a table at ringside okay. during the main event. The camera did not catch the full impact for a reason. The next shot showed McIntyre on his side while a hand pushed broken table pieces up next to him. It turns out that a crash pad was used for that spot. Many fans called this out, and that would explain the mystery hand. This is not the first time that WWE has used crash pads, especially during the Thunderdome era. Where there are no live fans, like all those spots where they're going over the rail into the Thunderdome <laughs> arena area where the fans are, there's there's pads there. That's um, an easy. That's an easy crash pad pad. Right, crash pad spot. Yeah. to pull off. There's, wow, that was a lot to get out. <laughs> um, let's see what else here. So I'm gonna just let me see if I can show you the. So here's the GIF. We're just looking at it in real oh. time. So there's there's the cameras about to come around. All right. So they go, I take it back. There's I the, don't remember camera. that table. And there, see and the push. See that push? Oh my God, that the table so is stupid. So there's okay. So the camera didn't show the the actual fall, the actual com, uh, contact, but then pans up the camera and the t- and there was the table pushing. And if you see on the side of it, there's a like a black piece there. It's covering up the cra- that's a crash pad. Yeah. So now I will agree with you. I don't remember <laughs> that table being put. Right, that's the table. I was yeah. Th- yeah no, the, the the hurt lock wasn't. I was talking about. This was the table. That table but was that was there. a spot later on. It was like, later on. Yes. Just, okay. No. No. Right, that, cool. that was fine. I this table was... was here mysteriously. It, it, nobody set that up. <laughs> nobody set up this table. It was just there. Oh. 
<laughs> we just keep we're just God watching it on damn. watching it on repeat here. Just the idea of this guy in this mysterious hand just pushing this piece of wood over on top of <laughs> <laughs> horn swaggles underneath the ring, just pushing table pieces. It was not that small of a hand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just it might have been. It was a very small hand. So uh, it's just maybe it's the guy from the Burger King commercials back in the day. Whoever bought that got these really small hands. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bring that back. <laughs> so just yeah, that's just the idea. Just it's absolutely insane. Um, yeah, that was bad. Just a, was again bad. the first the idea of <laughs> it's, the like, idea. it's like he he took too much of the table and had to push the table back out. Too much of the table was underneath the ring, and then he pushed it out. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Oh, wrestling. Now, I'll tell you why oh, I don't like wrestling, this match. Wrestling, wrestling. Yes, please. Call me old-fashioned. I will. But I don't... Yeah, I figured. Mm. But I don't remember a lot of Hell in a Cell matches when, when the concept was first introduced having so many weapons. In a Hell in a Cell. In a Hell in a Cell match. Well, that's... Like Sean versus Taker. There wasn't weapons. There were Taker versus Orton, as he he points out. There Taker was, versus Orton. There were weapons. There were weapons. That's that's all fine and good, but you're in the you're in the cell. Mm-hmm. You got to use the cell a little more. They're not using the, like Roman used the cell perfectly. He lawn darted Ro, uh, a Rey Mysterio into the cell. It was perfect. Shout out Pat McAfee. I just saw that. Mm. I, I it was a lot. It felt like weapons matches almost. Yeah. And I'll tell you why I didn't like it from from the very beginning. Okay. There was no there was no lock up. They didn't lock up. As soon as that bell rang, Bobby went to the outside to get a weapon. Why does the champion need a weapon to beat the challenger? <laughs> because he can. Um. But but it it takes away from the match. It, that's the gimmick is the hell in a cell. Yeah, but the, also this, and also no blood, hell in a cell, no blood. Call me old fashioned. I think he, he, he start blading a little bit. Start, start <laughs> blading. <laughs> we want blood for our entertainment. Uh, listen, they had weapons last year. They had weapons last several years in hell in a cell. They've had a lot of weapons the past several years. But I'm saying, get to the weapons eventually. Don't be the first. Have the the first very time. first thing that you go to do is a weapon. Okay. You know? All right. Listen, I, I enjoy the weapon spots. I think I enjoy them too, but I think it takes away from the match where you're like, you immediately go to the weapons. Right. You know, have a good, for the first five uh, five minutes, give us a good old-fashioned wrestling match inside Hell in a Cell for the first five minutes. Right. And then you realize that it's going to take a little more to beat this guy and then go get weapons. Okay. Uh, that that I, could deal, I, I could deal with. I, I agree with that. And how many times do you see them rake the eye, like rake the the head across the across the cage? You don't see that anymore, right? right. Although he he kind of did it with Lashley's face, a little bit, a little bit. But that was always a very prominent spot in Hell in a Cell matches. Mm. I don't know. Maybe I'm old fashioned and I just like things the way they were. I also, just noticed also while while you were talking, just watching this GIF going on repeat, that not only was a hand pushed over to cover, but then Drew. Moved over <laughs> to to cover the spot also. Yeah, like you see him, we like just immediately shift over. Oh, wrestling! Oh, I love you. All right, that is it for Hell in a Cell. Um, a, I give it a, I give it a B minus. 
Why? Because the average of it was B? Uh, I'm just thinking of <laughs> everything uh, was a B. I'm, everything was a B except for Alexa and Shayna. Except for uh, <laughs> except for Alexa and uh, yeah, I think every. Well, no, this was this was an A. This, this was a B plus. CBS gave it a B plus. Literally everything was either a B plus or a B, and Alexa and Shayna was was a D. I could have sworn there was an A in there somewhere. All right, the wrestling was good in, in this. I'll, I'll I'll give it that. I could have sworn there's. I'm, I think that the wrestling was good. No, that's fine. The wrestling was good. Uh, B minus B plus B D B B A. See, I told you. Oh shit! Oh, that's see, on me. That is on you. It's always on you. Yeah, it's normally on me. And here we go. Just crank that up. You're wrong. You're so wrong. Wrong, wrong, wrong. You could have done either. No, you're wrong. Wrong, wrong, wrong. wrong, You could have done you're right. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. Okay. You was right. And that you were. And that was right. All right. So, yeah, I give it like a B minus, and and that's only because again, like you said, the matches were good. Uh, The end results though brought everything down (laughs) as far as like either DQ or roll up. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um. Okay. So Hell in a Cell is in the books. Uh, We're gonna go backwards here. Friday. Uh, for AEW Dynamite, which they couldn't, by the way, could not promote uh, enough. Uh, September twenty second. Uh, you better get off of that because they're coming to New York. Yeah, yeah. Uh, ooh, so gassy. About time. It is about time. We were supposed to get this seventeen months ago. <laughs> I think. Hang on. Twelve. February of last year, right? March, dude. You, you keep saying February. February. I think you thinking it was February. March 25th. Got it. April, May, June. 3, 12, 15, 15 months, months ago. 15. <laughs> uh, they had their first uh, cage fight. This is the first wrestling cage fight ever? Yeah. I Listen, I don't know. I mean, as far as I know. <laughs> Have there been wrestlers that compete inside of a cage? Well, yes. Case in point, Jake Hager, <laughs> who was undefeated. Yes. Ben Askren, which didn't work out the well when he got into boxing. How about, uh, oh my God. Use your words. Why am I drawing a blank on his name? I don't know. Look Why in are my you? eyes, what do you see? CM Punk. CM Punk? Jesus. <laughs> wow. I had to sing the song. <laughs> I had to sing the song to get there. Sometimes sometimes like, the brain the, the brain correlates in certain ways. Um yeah, CM Punk did not have a successful career. I think he went 0 and 2 and that was it. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. But he skyrocketed the career of Mickey Gall, so that was good. Oh, so good yeah, like if anything. That's good for him. <laughs> it was a good thing that came out of it. Good for him. Um so we have uh, Wardlow taking on Jake Hager in the first MMA match with the cage and it just ended up being a wrestling match in a cage. Yeah. Like, there were like takedowns, there were punches here and there. I thought Warlow had that awesome spot where he bounced off the cage and did like a Superman punch. Yeah. Onto uh <laughs> He was se- Wardlow was selling the punches. Like that's what's and so was Hager. Hager was but really selling the punches. You shouldn't sell the punches inside of a cage. You're, that's that's you're, you're actually asking, the complete wait, opposite. No, hold on, stop, stop, stop. You're asking two wrestlers not to sell punches in a wrestling ring, even though it's surrounded by It's not a, cage. a ring. It's an octagon. You're asking again, you're asking two wrestlers to not sell. Yeah. Okay. 
this is not a real fight. This this wasn't like brawl for all. Make it a real. F- no. It should have been brawl no, for all. No, we already learned from that. Stop, stop. We, it should have been brawl for all. From, Imagine if no, Wardlow won. No. Oh my God! Learn. Through the roof. He would, as Cameron Grimes went. He would have went to the moon. <laughs> learn from our mistakes. You do not. We are not doing brawl for all again. And watch next month. There will be a brawl for all. <laughs> this yeah. man has just lost his mind. There will be a brawl for all. Um, yeah, this this match. Why don't we have real fights, damn it? I saw ah. those other guys do it. It's like, Vince, do you not remember the brawl for all? Yeah, remember not. what happened to, to Bradshaw? The who? The what? Have, uh, What's that? Supposed to be Dr. Death. Dr. Death was supposed to win that. But yeah, he, <laughs> he got his ass kicked. He didn't. Sorry. Uh, Godfather. He's a good fighter. Uh, he lost too. Sorry. Uh, Bart Gunn? <laughs> what? Bart Gunn. Bart Gunn wins the whole thing, and then you're going to embarrass him? Like, first of all... <laughs> Let's go on Butterbean? Yeah, let's go on. Up a, let's, <laughs> let's go on. Let's go on a tangent here. So the guy that you, you put this guy in a tournament and they and you actually put up a purse. This uh, if you ever, if you have not done homework on this, by the way, do homework on this. Go watch the dark side of the ring. Watch the dark side of the ring. Dark side of the ring of the brawl for all. That was an amazing episode. The idea that you put up a purse, an actual purse. You first of all, you don't think guys are going to actually like want to win because they have families to feed, they got kids. Uh, and second of all, that you you put in someone that you didn't expect to win. He wins it, and his punishment for actually winning the whole thing is fighting a professional wrestler that kicked his ass in like two seconds. How is that fair? Uh, yeah. How, how is that fair to him? It, it destroyed his career. That was the end of his career. Was that was that that one match at WrestleMania? God, you need to eat Excuse something. Me. Jeez, go to the gym. Um, so I drink too much water in the morning. Water. Uh, so anyway, so. Uh, who won this match? Was it uh, who do you think won the match? Oh, Hager, yeah. Uh, and then by, by the way, MJF coming out, and they, of course, I, I told Stephanie on the way up to watch uh, <laughs> watch the pay per view on Sunday, um, that every single AEW and her boyfriend watches AEW, so I get to talk to him since everybody else is just ah, oh, well, at least he's smart, at least he's smart. So, but every I did say to him, every match though, every match, 90% of the matches ends with some sort of run in. Yes, it, it's it's like without fail. It, it ends with a run in. So this one ended one hundred percent of the inner circle and pinnacle matches. Ends with a run in. <laughs> ends with a run in. So this match was no different. MJF comes out. D Malenko somehow gets in the ring, and oh, because it's Chris Jericho's best friend. But this is very true. But also, I didn't know he had Parkinson's. I was not aware of that. I knew he was sick. I didn't know he had Parkinson's. I, what? I, was, I wasn't aware of that. I didn't know he. I would knew he was physically ill. I didn't know he had Parkinson's. Until they mentioned it on the air, and you could see him physically have Parkinson's. It, it, it looks terrible. And MJF punches him. <laughs> I mean, what a prick. I love. I what, love what, the, a, what a prick. <laughs> MJF just like oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give yeah, it to I'm you, gonna, and then he's like, all right, I'm gonna yeah. And then t- and Tony Tony and JR, I'm not gonna punch you with my fist. Tony, I'm just gonna give you a nice elbow. Tony and face. JR are like, okay, he's he's fine, he's fine. Oh, son of a bitch, <laughs> he did it. Yeah, a sixty year old man with Parkinson's. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> well, he has bells. Um, ooh, too soon. So, <laughs> Taz talking about Hook. Uh, we're talking about Hook, Ricky Starks, and Powerhouse Hobbs, and uh, blah, blah, blah. Let's see here. Darby Allen taking on the men of the year. <laughs> Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. I love the name. I love that name. The uh, name's perfect. Absolutely. Men of the year. And I somehow came across, again, the Ethan Page match in Impact when he fought himself. Uh, it was like the Mortal Kombat uh, thing that he did. Oh, him and the Karate Man. <sighs> karate, karate guy? Man. Karate Man? I thought it was Karate Man. Yeah, Karate Man. <laughs> That's so stupid. Speaking of stupid uh, uh, gimmicks. Uh, speaking of stupid gimmicks, we have uh, something to talk about really quickly on Raw when we get to that. Uh, Darby lost this one uh, in yeah, 201. Uh, 
Let's see here. Freshly squeezed. Arch Cassidy taking on uh, Cesar Bonani. And the, the wingman, the wingman is a boot, like, first of all, the, the one, the one guy, the, the blonde in the, the wingman. Yes. Looks like do a broken Dolph Ziggler. Do you know why? Because they're brothers. It is his actual brother. Yeah. He still looks like a, like a bootleg. <laughs> Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> um, uh, Cassidy taking the win on this one. And of course, there's a run in at the end. And, uh. It looks like if Nick from the Spirit Squad were to, like, <laughs> kept on cutting his hair. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, what it looks like absolutely which spoiler alert is just a bootleg dollar i do love I, it really is and i love at the end that peter avalon uh was holding cesar's head in his lap and screaming like con <laughs> like to the sky <laughs> um let's see here what else uh, kenny omega uh destroying uh and michael nakazawa it's destroying jungle boy and then they have no respect for michael <laughs> at all he no. tries to get into the cart and kenny omega kick, kicks him out of the cart um, uh, big money, Matt Hardy getting interviewed, Cody Rhodes and, uh, Brock Anderson. Yes. His, uh, debut. It was a great match. Art Anderson's, uh, uh, little boy. And how did this match end? Kate taking on QT Marshall <laughs> and Aaron Solo. Uh, how did, uh, yeah, right. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> With the, in the move that should be banned for life. Um, so yeah, so Brock gets his first win. And that was not going to go any other way. Uh, I want to commend Jake the Snake Roberts on getting new teeth because, man, those were shiny. Per pearly, oh, my God, were they shiny. Pearly teeth in that interview. In the, in that Dark side of the ring money coming in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen him more times interviewing than he, I've seen him in the ring. <laughs> Between uh, actual WWE stuff and Dark Side of the Ring stuff, man. Um, Jim Ross getting the uh, the bilingual uh, Andrade Idolo. Idolo. I, I like you see, when you see speaking English and you still had like uh, subtitles there. Um, I, I mean, I mean, it was kind of hard to hear, but it was. Now I, mean, I understand why Vince McMahon never pushed him like Eddie Guerrero on the mic. Now it makes sense why Zelina Vega was with him, right? He could have been. Let, put, let's he could, be honest. He could have. Been, I understand that, but he could have been pushed a little more. He could have with Zelina Vega, right? But I don't think he could have been pushed on his own. Is Adam Page with Dark Order? Yeah, just not officially. Officially, I got it. Uh, Julia Hart taking on Penelope it's Ford. It's a handshake agreement. <laughs> Gentlemen's agreement. Julia Hart taking on Penelope Ford, and Penelope Ford taking that win there. Um, and then Miro. Here's a run-in. Miro somehow wants to stand up for her, even though he kicked uh, her husband's ass, um, which he's been gone since then. <laughs> so uh, that, that was just kind of weird. Um, made no sense. Uh, Tony Giovanni interviewing Britt Baker, <laughs> getting uh, interrupted by Vicky Guerrero, um, and my other baby mama rebel. Uh, let's see here, uh, Jade Cargill. You're gonna get her. You're gonna get her autograph. I'm going to again. Queens. I think we're going to Queens again. Yeah, that. yeah. I think we're gonna do cool, it. Cool. You're gonna get me one too. Okay. <laughs> Jade Cargill. Uh, I don't understand this pairing, Mark Sterling and, and Jade Cargill. I think that she could find somebody else better for for her type. Um. I don't know. I to be honest, I just want to see her star as Storm in the next Marvel. Movie. <laughs> she really should, <laughs> but she has to have the accent. Um, and she seems like a horrible actress. So there's that. Yeah. Uh, and then Penta and Eddie and Frankie taking on uh, Matt of the Young Bucks and the Good Brothers. Yeah. And uh, great match, amazing match. This is an amazing match. Um, I do like that Nick was nowhere to be found until the very end when he came in with the the. <laughs> The same spray that they he sprayed in uh, in Penta's eyes, 
he ba- they basically use for everybody else's backs. <laughs> like at the end of yeah. the match, it's like, cold spray. Cool, cool off with this, this spray. But he used it in Penta's eyes. Uh, I, uh, I will say that uh, Carl Anderson had a hell of a match. Like he was the, the main event of that match. Yeah. Um, surprisingly, like he he went in. Um, did the uh, the the top rope cutter onto uh, Penta and got the win. So the funny thing about these these new heel young bucks mm-hmm. is that. Brandon Cutler does record everything that they do. Okay. Do they post it on BTE? It is posted on BTE. So, <laughs> like, throughout the match, it, it you'll just see Brandon Cutler pan a little bit to the left, and you see in the very, very far back Nick Jackson behind the, okay. behind the railing. <laughs> and he's just waiting and waiting and waiting. Okay. And as soon as he hits that spot, he you hear him scream, well, that was perfect timing. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Uh, I, I do like that they they talk outside of the like the wink wink nudge nudge <laughs> outside of the wrestling box. Um, really quickly, let's go over Monday Night Raw because why the hell not? Um, since we actually watched it and we can just gripe about it all day. Um, Bobby Lashley and the ladies. Uh, this is the best part about Monday Night Raw. This so, picture right here. It's so the they, new day throwing toast. Instead of coming out with pancakes, they come out with toast and they're throwing it. <laughs> they're throwing it at uh, at Lashley and MVP. Um, I'm just glad they weren't cutting triangles. Could have, could have popped the man's eye. Yeah, that's not. Yeah, you need rounded edges. Um, <laughs> that's toast one on one. So <laughs> there's your title. Uh, Kingston uh, asked for a, a match at uh, uh, Money in the Bank, and I, I do like. I, I I will also commend uh, Lashley, who's getting much better on the mic um, and doing his own thing. Like he's like, I I accept. I accept. Now I'm done. I'm I'm done talking about this. Let's yeah. just do it. I accept. But I will want your little man. Uh, in a Hell in a Cell match tonight. It, I, someone in that first f- 10, 15 minutes forgot what they were going to say. Okay. They forgot their lines. If you go back and watch, you'll see MVP being like, no, nah, but we want we want the match tonight. Right. Okay. right. Like, mm-hmm. it, you go back and, and make believe in your head that someone's going to fuck up one of their lines. Mm-hmm. You'll see Bob. I'm pretty sure it's Bobby messes up the whole thing. Okay. And then... Xavier Woods. Why would Xavier want him inside of Hell in a Cell? Why wouldn't Bobby, as the heel champion, be like, and I want you this way? He even said, this way there are no distractions. Right, Nobody right. can interfere. I want you inside Hell in a Cell. Yeah. Right? But he did say, he did say, I, I, I don't want. Uh, he said, I don't want any distractions. Right. And then Xavier Woods said, I want you inside Hell in a Cell. How the fuck does that make any sense? Right, right. <laughs> Tonight. Tonight, tonight. That's why MVP's there. That's why he gets paid the big bucks. And there you go. Um, to cover up the mistakes. The best part was that he goes, yeah. And you were, and and your boy, and your boy MVP was crying when I won that championship. That was right. Yeah, he, the greatest line of the night. He brought it back. <laughs> He's like, remember that time when you cried when I won? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I do like that. The only thing I did like about this night that it was a night of air quote upsets. That there were people who won that. Really shouldn't have won, but deserve to be in this uh, Money in the Bank. Yes. Um, like the next match was Ricochet versus AJ Styles. And this guy, I mean, I, speaking of, of people who are long overdue, um, Ricochet is long overdue. Like long overdue. Like yeah. we're beyond overdue. Like this is just like ancient at this point. Um, he, he should actually, I think at this point, should win it. I don't know who else is going to be in it. They only qualified a couple people here, but I mean, he, let's be honest. He should win the match. The way that Raw is going, Drew's going to win that that champion that that Money in the Bank. And that uh, three way next week. Yeah, 
That's the only. That's the only please don't, way. Please don't. That, uh, uh, come on. It, it's it's getting stale, man. It's really. I know. It's, it's getting old. It's getting so stale. We can call it. It's getting old. Now, if they if he doesn't, that would be amazing. Right. And to uh, the worst part of Monday Night Raw. And to the worst part of Monday Night Raw uh, is the next match, which is Asuka and Naomi taking on Eva Marie, and. Dude, drop. Uh, Piper. Piper Nevin. I, I don't want to say. This. I was trying to look up because I know Dude Drop uh, has like a another connotation. I don't. I don't. Um, I absolutely don't know what it means. But the, I think the bet the the only way that you could, if you're gonna have her oh, be named Dude Drop, the only way that you can do it is for Eva Marie to be and, and go. And what's your name? And she goes. They go. No, no, no. She was about to say dewdrop. Right. She was about to say it. The Urban Dictionary defines dewdrop. The spelling D O U D R O P, which is the same <laughs> spelling as that. Yeah. As quote, a woman who is romantically attracted to other women. Oh my god. But someone went out of their way to change the definition to the rebrand of Piper Niven. Really? That's what. Let it me says. see. Oh, that's that's amazing. <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, so, uh, so so I guess this, this this relationship is is almost done anyway because Dewdrop wasn't uh, wasn't taking uh, too kindly to Eva Marie not wanting to wrestle. So Eva Marie took the loss, and Oscar and Naomi move on to the women's Money in the Bank. Just awful. I did not know <laughs> just, that's what it meant, man. Just awful. <laughs> just amazing. Awful. If this was 1995, it would have been like Eva Marie and lesbian number one. <laughs> That was one of the original names for uh, Anna J in uh, in Dark Order. <laughs> yeah, to change that. Um, yeah, just just completely awful. Uh, John Morrison taking on Randy Orton and defeating Randy Orton. Another upset. Uh, so yeah, all these guys should just. I'm telling you, these these, these other mid carders should just get all get the money in the bank, like like, like they did last year. <laughs> it's like all the mid carders uh, get in, get into the money in the bank. Uh, let's see and here. how did that go for the Money in the Bank winner last year? Uh, well, he won it until he didn't win it because you know WWE's they suck. Um, he would still well, yeah, no, he would still he could technically still have it now. Yeah, yeah. Which is I'm sure he would cash it at some right? point, but yeah, it's a year you're allowed to have it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm sure he would cash it at some point, but now to the shitty part, another shitty, another part shitty part. Uh, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross taking on Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. Night. There's a hurricane coming through. <laughs> Nikki Cross. Do you think Shane Helms had anything to do with that? Uh, probably. Um, she's she's gone on record as saying, or they uh, the company has gone on record online as saying that this was completely her idea. Um, well, it was a stupid idea, Nikki. Uh, so she's now basically a superhero with a big butterfly and lightning bolts coming out of her chest, and she just kept droning out of, while she was talking backstage, and the camera was close up on her face because they didn't want to show her whole body, but it was just this mask on her face. And she kept going on and on and on and droning on. And I'm thinking Vince Vince has to be like in somebody's ear, like, give her the wrap. Let's go. Come on. Like, get to the point. And so she was like, uh, and this is who I am. This is blah, 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 blah. And she comes out and she's basically a superhero now with a butterfly. She's in incredible shape. Oh, she's in probably her best shape I've ever seen her. But uh, the gimmick sucks. I just, what the hell, dude? It sucks so much. And so the Alexa Bliss thing also with the mind control happens again. Like this whole match is just it's one cluster after another. And Bliss and Cross get the win with a roll up. Yeah. This is the only way you can win in the WWE nowadays. Uh, roll up. 
Riddle defeating Drew McIntyre. Shocker. Um, actually, <laughs> being serious, shocker. Um, and then uh, Bobby Lashley taking on Xavier Woods in Hell in a Cell. And uh, I listen, I'll give credit also as far as favorite Hell in a Cell matches. If you had to combine all of them between Mondays and Fridays and the actual Hell in a Cell, this was really good too. This one... This one was good. This was really good. And Lashley... Because it started out as a wrestling match. It started off as a wrestling match. You're right. It started off as a wrestling match, and I give Bobby Lashley credit for doing both in 24 hours. Um, I also give Xavier Woods credit for that that spot that he did where he was on the table. Lashley was on the table, and he basically jumped from one rope onto the table, uh, elbow drop on, and he actually kind of overshot him. Uh, He he sprung (laughs) sprung over so quick. Um, So far. But... uh, he gets a hurt lock on him, and uh, he gets the win. Lashley does, and then to just mock, which was a great end scene, just mock him with Kofi outside of the the, the cell, and stupid, was stupid end scene. What? How did MVP get inside the cell? You didn't see he opened up the the cage door and he locked it when Kofi was trying to get. He back did. On. Okay. Yeah. Whew, thank God. Yeah. I was about to say, how is MVP? And no, I, I, that right I guess no, no, that, that I got. So, so the referee. Right. So they're up, learning a little bit. Referee opened up the cage and he got in, and then he locked it behind him, and that's how he ended up the spot with uh, Xavier Woods in a in a uh, hurt lock being mocked to uh, Kofi's face, and that's it went fade to black. But just the whole thing with Nikki Cross, <laughs> Nikki Cross with Piper Niven, it just absolutely makes absolutely no sense, and we are. This is Monday Night Raw. <laughs> this is WWE. This is what we can come to expect. We are on to Money in the Bank and uh, the next pay-per-view, which will be the first one with fans back. Yes. Thank God. Thank the Lord. Thank the good Lord. And uh, we will continue to watch shitty wrestling on Mondays and watch better wrestling tonight with NXT. <laughs> and uh, by the way, uh, uh, Karrion Cross and Karrion Cross was backstage at Raw and Bronson Reed recorded a main event. So did Karrion Cross. So did Karrion Cross. Are we looking at a move here? I don't know. They just got the belts. <laughs> I know. I, I, I don't. I, was, I don't think I so. I was talking with Stephen about this. Mm. I. I. It has to be done so incredibly well for it to work. The only person that came up with the title is Kevin Owens, mm. and he didn't. He wasn't able to capture the other title until he lost the NXT title. Right. I, I just don't know. The whole thing about it has me a little on edge. I don't like the. Uh, I don't like the whole thing. Well, at first I thought he came up without the title. I was like, "That's the stupidest thing ever." Why would he do that? <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. So uh, more wrestling. He does fit every. Uh, he does fit every freaking Vince McMahon mold, though. Like he fits everything. Yeah. On the mic, he does. In the ring, big guy. Big guy. Menacing, gorgeous valet, gorgeous, beautiful valet. (laughs) Watch them fuck that up. I I can't, man. I just, if he was smart, he would just stay where he is. I I think, and I think if they're setting this up with uh, with Samoa Joe just arriving there, that would be a good. uh, That would be a good setup for like something. Even if it's not a match, Uh, worst case scenario, it's not a match, and he's just the enforcer, and he's there to kind of just be carrying crosses, like. Opposite. Whereas, yeah. if he does, and best case best case his scenario, foil. his foil. Thank you. Best case scenario, he comes back and he's, you know, he's able to wrestle, and the two of them go at it. 
You know, that that'd be great. I can see Samoa. I can see him dropping it to Samoa Joe. Like that is a legit person. I, right now, the only person I can see him dropping to would be someone like Samoa Joe. Yeah. So. Yeah. We shall see, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, 107 is in the books. Hit us up on Twitter, Sons of Slam Show. Tell your friends, Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts. We appreciate everybody listening, and the numbers continue to grow. I think it was 108. We are at 108. 107 part two. This is it. <laughs> Chris Jericho. And Chris Jericho part <laughs> Guys, thank you so much. We will see you next time. My name is Chris Mindell, the Reaper, Mr. Joe Black. Adios. The Sons of Slam podcast.